Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. This podcast is brought to you in part by Substack. You can go to substack.tristanmiller.com for early access to episodes as well as film reviews from me, Tristan Miller. Now, our feature presentation. Hello, everyone. This is Focus Testing, a podcast about movies where we make a movie. I'm Tristan Miller, and joining me today is the fantastic Rosa Escondon. How are you, Rosa? I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> doing all right. Is that the the most you can hope for in today's economy? It's a bad, like, it's a bad question. Like, how are you doing? Like, I'm like, great. It's like, Rosa, have you looked outside? Right. Yeah. You know, like, Rosa, are are you sure you're not dissociating? You know? Um, and if I say bad, it's like, oh, no, what happened? It's like nothing. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know. Hence the doing all right. Doing doing, all, doing as best I can. Yeah. All things considered. Um I always say I'm doing pretty okay, and people go, "Well, if that's not a a workaround of I feel terrible." Yeah. Um, All right, so you're kind of on the same way of like that. Those are not vastly different approaches. For sure, it's like a non-answer. It's like a mm, you don't want to get into this. No. <laughs> Um, so I like to start off every podcast the same way, and it's to ask you, what movie do you remember seeing first in the cinema? So I have an answer for like what movie I saw first in the cinema. And the story has been told to me so many times that like in my mind's eye, that is the first movie that I saw. In sure. a, you know, like I don't how young I was, I would be shocked if that's an actual memory. But my mother likes to tell the story that I was ejected from the Lion King for sobbing. Um <laughs> <laughs> I like you've done the math on like when the Lion King came out and it's like kind of on her for bringing like such a young child to the movies. Yeah. Um, Though I was cognizant enough that the sobbing happened when Mufasa died. So I do like to think I was at least engaged in the film. Um, Yeah, it's a because it came out in 95 and I don't want to be specific, but you were under 10. I was born in 93. So I was like just I think I had just turned like two. Yeah, but that's like pretty young for like going to the movies, Um, which is why yes. I'm like, I don't know if that's like that's not like a real memory. Um, 
my mother's a huge movie buff. Like she took me to the movies all the time. Like she was very much like that person. So I think for her, she was like, I want to go to the movies. This is a children's movie. It's fine if I bring a child, which Mm -hmm. I respect on some level. Um, I think the one that I like, let me, I have a lot of um, memories of movies growing up, but a lot of it was at home in Mm. general. My, uh, my parents worked a lot. uh, And um, like one of my moms was a movie buff. So I think like partially it was because like, okay, you can watch a movie when you get home from school, but we like can't go out to the movies when we got stuff to do kind of thing. Sure. So I assume maybe not. Maybe we went to, I I have a very distinct memory of seeing spy kids in theater. (laughs) Hell yeah, dog. I can't, that can't have been the first one I have memories of. I have a very distinct memory of being like, what is this? This straight into my veins. This could be rock. (laughs) It still does. It's so fun. So silly. I remember being frightened of it as a kid though. I always also like, um, I I realized like a lot later, I really liked um, movies where it had um, like couples who were in love. Like anytime where like the parents are in love in a movie, I was mm-hmm. like a very big fan of that as a child. I don't know if it was because like my own parents had broken up when I was young or if I just like <laughs> love love. It's just like I love love. Uh, (laughs) Probably a little column A, column B. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, but I definitely like I those are the ones that I like remember being like, wow, there's some good stuff. There's some good stuff. Yeah. Two excellent choices. Lion King and Spy Kids. Yeah. Both good. (laughs) So I have a couple of uh, uh, trivia questions here for you. Movie trivia questions, if you'd oblige me. Uh, First one is and this one's a little tricky. Uh, what is movie? Two. All right. I wasn't. I promise. I was. <laughs> I wasn't trying to delay answering such an important question. I had to sneeze. Um, what is movie? What is movie? Um, movie is the film Spice World. Okay, and go on. Also, um, anything made by auteur filmmaker Chantal Ackerman. I don't know. We, I'm gonna. <laughs> what is movie? I, I've decided to do a microcosm um, of the two farthest things I could think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is crazy because I like. I thought I was gonna be an art history major in college. I took like four courses on like the history and like. Um, like derivation of cinema and like mm. it can't be what is movie what what <laughs> i mean i feel like it's a it's like a it's pictures of a horse moving really really fast so it <laughs> looks like a horse is running um <laughs> for sure for sure i feel like it's so such a you know when you have a hard time like teaching like your native language to someone who's just learning it because you know all the rules instinctively i feel like that might be the kind of situation you're in now you know guess, so uh, much that you can't winnow down me to me a, a tom fool a tom fool yeah i do have to say okay i i take back my answer okay because there's films and there's movie which i know is not what you were asking for the definite defi- definition but maybe this it's plays all on you my, what is movie it's a film that's that's good and fun um <laughs> good and fun and fun um not just good and not just fun no that could be um yeah i um it's like um you know that terrible tiktok trend 
uh where like uh like like dirtbag um like dirtbag podcast hosts ask like well what is a woman then if you're like a you know if you're a fan sure sure. what is a movie yeah it's like oh okay what is a movie and it's like i don't know it's it's someone who thinks they are a movie um (laughs) i like that it's someone who thinks that they're a movie yeah a movie is whatever a movie wants a a movie is um you know pictures real fast pictures real fast stuff sometimes sometimes it doesn't have to be that's true plays on big screen not small screen mm, but what if what if was on big stream now on small screen what then it's still movie or now content still movie because like i can watch the revenant on my phone right like (laughs) you can't be like this is a youtube now i'm like no it's the phone doesn't matter i can just hear david lynch screaming right now yeah i hope real i hope he screams every single day because something i said on a podcast My favorite part of that interview where he's like, you think you've watched a film on your, is that he calls it a telephone. He still goes, you think you watched a film on your telephone? I mean, that would be something. If you like pulled like a wall phone. Yeah, like a hello. I, this, I'm sure this is from something, but my mind immediately went to like a person who like doesn't have enough money to go to the drive-in theater and someone is like holding up a phone. (laughs) And you're on the other side of the phone. <laughs> John Carpenter, that new sound you've been looking for, that kind of thing. Yeah, just like that. Uh, perfect. All right. Next question okay. is, what country should replace the United States as top dog for filmmaking? Okay, like the easy answer. I think mm. the easy answer um, would be would have to indeed be uh uganda um i have to say uganda be kidding me i know (laughs) well they have their own um they have their own super Mm -hmm. low budge movie industry that i think um is giving us a run for its money every single day um but i feel like that's too much of a conventional answer because they're already trying to and i would say succeeding um i agree you also like, can't like for the same reason you can't pick India, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. well, they 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 kind of do um, give us a run for our money. Um, you can't pick places that are already doing it. Uh, France, sure. off the list, but only in the sixties. Um, <laughs> France, France but only in the sixties and never again. <laughs> never again. I so my I think um, I'm gonna go with a with an underdog who I think has made some really great movies. Thailand. Mm. Thailand makes really, really uh, some has made some real kick-ass action movies, um, and has a large, uh, in, a large TV industry. Though I don't know if it's as big as movies. Um, and I, they, their shows all are are pretty wacky, but I've enjoyed they. But they have okay, they have stands though, and I think this is what's going to set them up. Um, the, the fans in Thailand get so into their favorite shows that they will often dress up like characters and go to the places that, uh, they are filmed. And I think for that, re- for the fans, I think so good. their media literacy is higher than ours. And I think, and plus they can make, it's, it's one show specifically that I've heard of, um, that people dress up, um, in traditional Thai outfits to go to a UNESCO world heritage site to take photos with their friends. And Sweet. 
I was there several years ago and I didn't know that people, it's pretty much their outlander. A lady gets sucked back in time to okay. the, like Imperial court of Thailand. Um, and this is the city that used to house that uh, court before it was destroyed by, I believe uh, the Koreans, like they came in and destroyed it or no, mm-hmm. it wasn't the Koreans. They had a, a big war and it got destroyed. Anyway. Um, I don't know enough about Thai history to tell the story accurately. Here's the thing. <laughs> That's you you were an art history major, not a history major. I was a history major. Um, oh boy, now I can't. I tried so I was to post eighteen hundreds world, and this happened in like way pre eighteen hundred. I think. Anyway, okay. my my point being is, um, I think that we we need the stand behavior like people who rent traditional outfits to go and take photos, and they are outlander. Um. We don't do that here in America. And I think for this, that is a TV show, but I think that, um, you know, media is media and uh, Mm -hmm. I think they should overtake us for this reason. I think, uh, I think that's a good response. I will posit though, that we do have some people that do that, but it's for a time period where we were at a civil war. And so it's not good. (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing though. They're not dressing up as as like a specific movie though. Like I I don't think there's, People are re- like they're not reenacting like Gone with the Wind, which would also be bad. Don't get me wrong. They're just re- <laughs> don't get me wrong. Don't do that. But can I tell you though? I will say I growing up in South Dakota, there's a fair amount of times that I've seen people dressed up as Doc Holiday or someone specific, specific okay. cowboy. But yes, I I do understand what you're saying. It's not to the same level. I mean, it's a different level of commitment, but it's a different thing entirely. So, yeah, maybe. I like you could go to Comic-Con and people are dressed up as like, you know, like people from all kinds of media. But like they're not going to a UNESCO World Heritage Site. to That's do true. And I, that is, I think, where we're failing. Um, <laughs> uh, that would be messed up if you I mean, uh, if you tried to do that with American history, I feel like that opens a huge can of worms. Yeah, no, it does seem bad. Though, like, yeah, it does seem bad. I do, people are dressing up. Yeah, it's bad. People are dressing up for uh, Bridgerton-themed experiences in LA. So that's kind of like that, except that does take place in Bizarro, England. So not in America, but... What is America, if not Bizarro, England, though? You know, you've made a great point. Thank you. Uh, what filmmaker would you like to see make the next Marvel film? Um, living or dead? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, living the dead really complicates this for me. Because okay. my, my answer would not be... Okay. So I think the funny... So there's three answers to this. Okay, and I'm sorry, I'm in long form. Um. Okay, the funniest one to watch would be indeed um, Lars von Trier. I think <laughs> I would not like to watch it. I don't <laughs> think it would be an enjoyable experience to watch. But I I would like um, to see it. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess, uh, what would it be? They've done almost every character. Um, uh, Lars von Trier presents uh, Rogue. I would watch it. Uh, it would not be an enjoyable watch. And so that for this reason, a bad, a bad answer. Um, <laughs> but pretty funny. I mean, a pretty good, like a good answer. If you just want to be like, what the hell is this one? Um, Absolutely. My dead answer, um, which I think is probably also um, a crazy film. Um, 
to, to probably do. Um, but I, I, I do feel like I have to go with Mr. Orison Wells. Um, a, because you know that he would insist on playing whatever character <laughs> it's about. Um, no. And I do want to see Lar- or uh, Orson Welles is Adam Warlock. And I'd be like, yeah, no, I do want to see that. That is something I personally would love to see. Um, oh, that's very good. Yeah, you know he'd insert himself into the main character. He couldn't. Of course. Um, I mean, you know. It's correct. And he's right to do it. That's the other thing. He's like, you know what? He's right. He'd be like an old man version of himself, too. Like, I don't want young mm-hmm. Orson. Like, I would just for want sure. an old man superhero really just really going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see him as Magneto. I think that would be great. He'd be a good Magneto, actually. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I would not hate him as a Magneto. I want him to be something much stupider. I oh, would okay. like to see him, you know, get green screened. Well, um, but what about this? Then what about Wolverine? Could you imagine him going yeah. snicked? Sorry, yeah, like <laughs> I would like that much better. I think it would work. Um, you think I, it would work? Do you? <laughs> it would work. I think he would really sell it. Um, I'm trying to think of. All right, my actual answer that because here's my thing. I I was thinking of a person who's both living and I wouldn't hate. Mm. Like, I, like, these are bad answers because I'd watch it and be like, ah, this is terrible. This is terrible. But they're right <laughs> to do fine. it. They're right to do it. Um, <laughs> if I was trying to go, it's like, who's actually going to make? Oh, no. All right. My worst. Oh, no. Right, it's my worst thought. He's also dead. But I am going to I am going to go even further back. And I'm going to pick. This is my real answer. Lock it in. Uh, George Millier. Um <laughs> Wait, trip to the moon guy? Yeah, the guy who did trip to the moon. Just oh, that's a big one. Would have to explain to him what CGI is, and I would really because <laughs> he'd be like, "Okay, we got to cut out all this stuff out of flammable wood," and they're like, "No, no, no, George, we don't do that anymore. We don't just take like some kerosene soaked wood and and paint it with enamel. We have we." Have- the idea of just having him, yeah, as you're saying, just like him just sitting there going, oh, no, this is too much. I cannot, this is, oh. and it drives him insane over the course of the production. Yeah, I, and I kind of like, um, he's another guy who would self-insert him and his wife to all of these films. Oh, yeah. So, like, the idea of trying to teach him to act, but he has to actually say things where they're like, they're like, no, George, <laughs> you, the, the line is, I am Iron Man, and he just kind of goes, <laughs> I'd be like, yes, no, yeah, no, I'm, wa- I'm, I'm watching it. Um, this is not good for a podcast medium because I know I just went, yeah, for that let- he was talking. Um, but yeah, that's my final answer. Okay, perfect. Because here's the thing: I think we need a return to practical effects. <laughs> and you think re- resurrecting Georges Millet is going to do yeah. it? I think he'd do a good job. Um, you know, there'd be a lot of like slutty mermaids and uh, newts dropped into water, and um, you, you'd have to make him a really, really big glass house. But I think if we got all of that out of the way, um, it would be a pretty good movie. Can I tell you? I think that could easily fit into what Marvel's been doing lately. To be honest, I'm not. That sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but I really do. Marvel has been saying they need to save some money you know the cgi is not looking good the fans hate how the she-hulk looks i'm just saying mm-hmm. bring in a man 
who's going to be like, no, paint my wife green. And they're like, all right, I guess we got to paint your wife green. <laughs> paint my wife green. <laughs> uh, what what movie makes okay. you the horniest? That it cannot be pornography. I assumed I can't answer. Yeah, yeah. Like someone <laughs> asked one time, I asked that question. They're like, well, obviously pornography. I'm like, no, 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 it's too no. easy. No, that's too easy. Um, that's a hard question. It is. I feel like I have to go back to like the, like, I don't feel like I've been horny over a movie it, since like as an adult. <laughs> like, I feel like being horny about movies is kind of like a... <laughs> Like a virgin activity. <laughs> you and I watch movies very differently, Rosa. No. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like when it's still like mm-hmm. yeah, forbidden yeah. fruit, right? Um, mm-hmm. so I feel like I have to go back to like that time in my life. Mm-hmm. And then it's gonna be something, I feel like it's gonna be something silly. It's gonna be like Pirates of the Caribbean one. I feel like if I mean, every- they look great. Everyone looks great in that movie. Everyone's hot. They're all they're all uh, on the seas, which is romantic in its own way. I think someone rips a bodice like ten minutes in, and I was a young bisexual, and I was like, "Damn, that's they gotta do that. Gotta do it. Um, <laughs> they gotta do that. Gotta do that. Um, gotta so rip I feel my like bodice. Has, I feel like it. Has, I also I'm um I'm one of those sad weirdos um that Jane Austen. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of these. I've heard of these. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Jane Austen's a good one because it's like um mm, it's like mm-hmm. sad horny like you're gonna cry a little bit like you're gonna be like wow there never were two souls so so perfect or whatever the fuck persuasion is about and you're gonna be like hey look at that <laughs> hey look at that all right it's very good um keeping this horny train movie <laughs> Keeping the horny train moving, uh, what movie monster do you want to fuck? Um, Not would you have to. Do you no, want to? That's a really good question. Um, okay. Easy answer. The mummy from the original mummy. Um, not the, not the, no, the 90s mummy. Sorry, the mid Okay, I was going to say. The middle <laughs> mummy. We've had to first Here's yeah, my no. issue, though. That is a Swedish man fully in brown face. So I do not want to pick it. I don't want to pick it morally. Mm. Um, I was a bisexual child, so I do have to I, I have to say that in my defense. But for this reason, I cannot I cannot pick him. Um, Predator hot. No, that's not my final answer. Um, OK, this is this is going to be does it count um, the Adams family? Would you call the Adams family movie monsters? <sighs> I would call, see, here's the thing. I would not call the Adams Family movie monsters. Okay. But I would call the Munsters movie monsters. Mon- I mean, well, I guess you could, TV the show. Hand, the Hand is a monster. I I um, would, okay, the Hand, okay. The, you know, Hand's what is it, hot. The Thing? Is it just called Thing? Yes, Thing. There's Thing. And then Uncle Fester, I think, is a. The hair, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, but. Fester got something going for him. I okay, <laughs> but like he's not really a mon. He's a a weird guy. He's a weird pervert, and in that way, he is like a monster. Yeah, he's a um okay um going through oh um old school Invisible Man. 
Okay. Not new Invisible Man. New Invisible Man, rapist. Old Invisible Man, a, a charming debonair <laughs> man of crime. I guess he's not really a he's not really a monster. So much he's just some guy. Guy who is invisible. I would almost argue um, he's a superhero. Yeah, except for like a super villain. Then I, he's like morally neutral at best. I feel like. <laughs> at best, um, so. I feel. Like, vampires i feel like are easy but i feel like everyone chooses vampires it's like that's their thing is being like hot um and i think if you don't pick like nosferatu it shouldn't count like if it looks just (laughs) like a david boreanaz with some like fangs taped to his mouth no that doesn't absolutely i mean i think you've given three or four very good answers here including a does this count which is always it was just always good um you even have to (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. is this anything? Um, <clears throat> what was your first character crush? A character you remember having a crush on? Ooh. Character I had a crush on. Mm-hmm. Um, Aladdin was pretty early. Yeah. So I'm trying to go because my my like first like celebrity crush was Parker Posey. And so I was trying to do some mental math of what I must have seen her in. And I <laughs> sure what could it have been? And now, now this is important because I was like six. What movie was it? What movie? Posey. Wikipedia. OK, was it Coneheads? It was not Coneheads. Was it, it Joey B- Breaker? No. Dazed and Confused. It was probably most likely Josie and the Pussycats, but she's not She's not an attractive character in that. Mm. You, you're telling me... Maybe it, was dazed and, maybe it was Dazed and... Oh, no, I wouldn't have seen Dazed and Confused that young. I saw that too young, but not that young. I probably watched it because she was in it. <laughs> that makes sense. You, you're telling me, though, you didn't see the 1997 hit The Day Trippers? As a child, no, I did not <laughs> see that one. Schreiber and others, and others, and others, who and I others. Um, Scream three, best in show. I would have seen best in show, but she's also like no, these are not like characters that are that mm. hot. You know what I'm saying? Um, for sure, for sure. These are not like particularly hot characters. Okay, let me let me think. Is there any other characters that I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was the person? I was, I was, I, sh- I was pretty young, so unfortunately, it is probably a- uh, animated, which I don't love. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, like, I'll be vulnerable on this podcast. Mine was Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. I was oh, like, Kiki. she's so cool. Kiki was hard because I wanted to be her. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I didn't want to be with her. I wanted to be her. I think there's an element in of that in every crush, at least with me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know who I had a crush on, though, is the artist from Kiki's Delivery Service who paints all the crows. Oh, yeah. Ursula. In the woods painting all the crows. Yeah. yeah. She's great. She's great. She was my second character crush because she happens halfway through the through movie. Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah. Yeah. I was a big fan of the of the Kiki's. I should have, I guess. For both my age, like for my age, I probably should have gone with Tombo. Is that his name? The little boy? Yeah, it is his name. Yeah. Um, McElroy looking motherfucker. Yeah. 
Yeah, but no, it's all about that artist who lives in the woods. <laughs> no, she Ursula is so cool and she's so helpful to Kiki for no reason. It's she's a great character. She's a great character. Yeah, I have to say probably though, my first is unfortunately probably Aladdin. I think that was probably the one that I like can remember as the earliest. I mean, mad Aladdin's a cool guy. He's got his own okay. place. He's shirtless most of the time. He's yeah, he, wearing chest the whole time. He is like, yeah, he is like a very naked for a child's movie. <laughs> he is, as is yeah. arguably Jasmine um, and arguably yeah. Jeannie. They're all pretty nude in yeah, that film. Nude. Um, <laughs> pretty I, nude. Yeah, pretty nude. I did love a Jeannie too. So mm-hmm. barrel chested, fun. You love yeah, to see I don't, it. I, I don't think I had a crush on him though, but I did I did like him. So I'll take it. I'll take it. For sure. And finally. Okay. Final question is why is Austin Powers so sexy? I have a real answer to this. Do you want a Go real one? Yeah, real absolutely. One? Because I think he is an idealized um he's because he's in a lot of ways an ideal that doesn't exist um austin powers is a man written um like to have 90s sensibilities in a 60s body where we know that like the james bond of the 60s would not care about consent he doesn't several times um the like the austin powers of the 90s is written so that he knows the social mores of the 90s and a like more um arguably like not perfect, but a, like a way larger grasp on like both women's live and leftism that then anyone could possibly like expect a white man to have in the 60s, especially a white man who is like a coded uh, James Bond, really. Like mm-hmm. um, the idea of Austin Powers is this is that like he's a good guy by 90s standards, but because he's in the 60s, he seems he- like hyper progressive for a time that like when we're actually consuming media from um we wouldn't see like depictions of men that in touch with both their like femininity and like the values that were instilled at post women's lib that makes sense and i'm inclined to agree with you i think yeah he's, uh... i don't <laughs> or his sex a chest um yeah. <laughs> <I> like... <laughs> the fact that he's hairy yeah yeah but, like the idea that like he's like he doesn't seem to be racist. He's not particularly sexist. He, um, there's a joke that he like thinks the communists won the cold war and he's about it. Um, like he obviously has a very, like, um, they, because it's all, all stuff from like getting to know the future makes you, uh, able to write a more sympathetic character for the future that he wouldn't have actually been written in the seventies. And I actually, I, you know what? I, I love the first (laughs) Austin powers. (laughs) they're all pretty good but that first one is very good i do like um i do like i think it's the third one where they introduce uh beyonce's character it's not mm-hmm. as good but watching beyonce struggle to act uh always entertaining is very very fun for me because she can do everything else and in subsequent years she's gotten better at acting so it's not noticeable in films but those early ones are very funny to like to know that she that she comes out of this a full ass superstar but you're like oh man this woman can't act (laughs) (laughs) for sure i remember watching pink panther with steve martin and just going boy we're getting through this aren't we (laughs) yeah it's like too bad like i don't want to make fun of her but she's like so untouchably good at everything now that it's kind of fun to be like ah there was a moment there was a moment girl for sure 
I also feel like she's good enough at enough other things that it's okay to be like, ah, oh, not great at this one. And also, she's pretty successful, Rosa. You can take a shot. It's, you know, punching up. <laughs> oh, I can punch up at Yeah, Beyonce. it's okay. I'm just saying. Oh, Rosa Me. has gone down versus Beyonce. I don't know who yeah. is the bigger star. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get to the, the game of it, shall we? Um, so the random word today is talented. Word of the day is talented. Mr. Ripley. Okay. Yeah. I, I also it, thought of that. Gun in on a beach. Uh, <laughs> is that how it Mr. started? I don't remember. Mr. Talented Ripley's magnum opus. Is that yes. anything? <laughs> Miss, uh, the talented Mr. Uh, Ripley's believe it or not. Do you yeah. believe he's talented? Up to you. <laughs> um, okay. <gasps> I like the idea of the talented Miss Ripley, which is just an Aliens sequel. Mm, mm. It's actually, it's Aliens. It's Aliens. It's just Aliens. Yeah, the sequel to Alien. Yeah. Um, okay, here's the thing with a word like talented, right? Okay. The easy pitch for a movie, right, would be something about, like, the making of movies or the making of the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And arguably, I feel that that is boring. We've seen that movie. Yes. Right. You know, we've seen everything about like the person who wants to make it in Hollywood, you know, um, and like it's all the stars is borns and most of the La La's lands. You know what I'm saying? Like we get it like <laughs> like mm-hmm. we get that this is so that's not I feel like it can't be it has to be a talent that's not traditionally associated with the art of movie making for me because we need to think outside the box, you know? Yes. I agree. What what do you think about this? I think of when I think talented, I think talent space ED, meaning the education. So someone's teaching a talent. What about hot dog eating contest or something like that? Okay. So this this is a movie about someone who teaches how to be <sighs> talented at hot dog eating. What about this? Can I okay. I, I think yeah. I've been struck by lightning. Okay. So the guy's name is Ed. Oh, and he's and he's trying to put on a talent show at a small town to like fundraise something. What do you think about this? Yeah, so okay, it's called Talent Ed, Mm -hmm. and Ed. Um, I think okay. Why don't we give him something very humanizing that he's raising money for? Like yes, and something that feels big. Like um, they're gonna shut down the community center. Yeah, um, the thing I finish sometimes you know you're listening to someone and you finish their sentence in your mind yeah. and I I said the orphan factory which is <laughs> no. they're gonna shut down the orphan factory they're gonna shut down the orphan factory this which little is to town say the needs divorce a court. constant supply okay the idea that this town needs a constant supply of orphans so much so that they have a they have a factory and it's going under for whatever whatever reason presumably like labor issues oh labor and delivery issues at the yeah you have to birth them Mm -hmm. um yeah okay so yeah the what would okay i know in the in the world of this movie we can just say things and have them be but what Mm -hmm. what function would an orphan factory give to a small town why do they need so many orphans and why is it in financial straits okay they thought, okay, so it's the early 1900s where okay. child labor laws are changing. 
and they okay. had an orphan factory to get those orphans into a factory to work. Oh, okay. So it's kind of the orf- orphan teach you how to make shirtwaists establishment. <laughs> sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. The, the community has a bring your child to work school. And that is to say that you're getting these kids to, to get factory jobs. Yes. Um, your chi- they can take classes in uh, chimney sweeping. Um, they can take classes in making sure really big machines don't overheat by putting their little hands uh, in them. Uh, My cold, cold little hands. Let me press it upon the machine to cool it off. Yeah. Um, okay. Sure. All right. So uh, you can they're... reject the offer. You can fully reject the offer if you want to go somewhere else with it. It's yeah. Just... Well, I okay. Here's the thing. What if okay? What if instead I I like I like that here's the thing that I like most about the pitch of the orphan factory. It's the 1900s. I like that this is a period piece. I think it's a period. It's it happens in the okay. So this talent show is I like to idea what is what even a talent show is in the early 1900s. Oh sure. So they're raising money to sir to we're figuring out what he needs to save possibly mm-hmm. an orphanage <laughs> which but, is the word i was lurking looking for possibly the thing you were trying to describe this whole time the orphanage is closing down um and ed is trying to save the orphanage i guess we have to make it in the 1900s because i don't think we really have orphanages at least in this country anymore um not so much they have like thought i guess he could be trying to like save a foster home mm. but or like a youth home, but that I no, he's trying to save the orphanage. Um, because mm. we get cute kids this way out of this movie. Um, and uh, what I, mm. I feel like he needs to come up. So like, I feel like a town would usually really go, like really the the thing about a town is a town that's about to lose its orphanage. I feel like it usually would really quickly try to raise funds for that. So what's stopping him? That's my question, right? I had an idea, and I was thinking, why aren't they just giving him money? He's black. (laughs) And everyone is racist, so no one wants to listen to him to help save these kids, who might also mostly be black and not white, you know, other um, ethnicities besides being white. And I think that's an interesting thing. It's a little dicey for us to, like, really get into, but... It's dicey for us. Also, is this, like, a segregated orphanage? I don't think they had mixed-race orphanages in the early 1900s. That's fair. Maybe it's just for the the black orphanages. (laughs) This seems like, yeah, this seems maybe, like, a little dicey for us to scoot around. But I like the idea that it's, like, some sort of, um, like, he, he or they or she is in some sort of minority group and that's really try the reason people don't want to deal with them so then you get the you know people Here's overcoming my question own. about this because now it sounds like there's a black orphanage and one black guy in a town of all white people what like well, no, there's there's <laughs> sides of town yeah, I feel like the, okay. Here's the thing. I think you're pitching like, however, like a yield like Tyler Perry type movie now, because now it's just kind of. <laughs> I want to be explicitly clear. I'm not pitching a yield Tyler Perry flick. Well, because here's the thing: if you set it on the side of town that you can have people on the side of town in a pre-segregation society, 
Mm-hmm. You're just talking about like a local, like a local community rallying around itself to help children, which is okay. most of the Tyler Perry movies. But for some reason, we've set this in the 1900s instead of present day Atlanta. Okay, you could just say, Tristan, I hear what you're saying. No, thank you. You I'm- could say, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. That hey, listen, where's the comedy in this? Um, I know. I okay, know. so all right, you know, what? make it easier. Set it present day. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we in the olden times, it makes in our minds, at least we think people are helping. But in present day, everyone on their phones. Right. Like everyone. <laughs> that is true. Everyone on their phones. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, no one's helping the or well. And also, you know, labor rights have, are are being stripped away and stuff. So, like, you know, people have their own thing. So maybe no one can save what would be a modern day orphanage, a uh, boys and girls club. <laughs> Yeah, so no one can save the Boys and Girls Club other than Ed, who is gonna um he's gonna have a talent show. Okay, he's gonna have a talent show. Um and I think I think I think the here's the thing. I think it's in uh to and Ed Ed's trying to get the word out about the talent show. It's not here's the thing, now that it's in present day, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing stopping people from donating that way. But like the problem is there's so much content. No one wants to see a talent show, right? Like who's going to come to his talent show until one of the kids from the Boys and Girls Club posts um, a a TikTok dance of him that goes completely viral, right? That he has a viral moment Mm -hmm. and he uses it to sell the greatest talent show ever made. And everyone's very excited. He gets in over his head, right? Like the news mm-hmm. media is coming. Everyone's coming. Everyone's like, oh, this guy, he's so talent Ed, um, which is maybe also his handle on Instagram or something. We'll mm-hmm. put it in. So everyone's coming, right? There's a media circus. There's a thing. And he doesn't actually have a talent and he doesn't have any acts. So the mm. thing is not that he needs to get the money. The money is probably going to come in. But he needs to put on the show. This is all about the show, right? What do you think? I like it a lot. I will say this. We are scooting dangerously close to Sing 2 right now. Is that what happens in Sing 2? Did you Yeah, it's it's kind of close. I mean, it's Sing 1 is that's very close. And then they kind of up the stakes and modernize it a little bit more. There's a higher stakes in Sing 2, but... Sing was like an Amer like was like American Idol. No, not real. I mean, there's a talent show portion of it, but it's about a community rallying around itself because I think Buster Moon wants some. But all I'm saying is we're getting kind of in that vibe, and we can either okay. lean into it and just hire Matthew McConaughey to be the guy again, or we can swing another way. Matthew McConaughey is in Sing too. He's he's the lead guy. He's the little koala. Is His name is Buster Moon. He talks like this the whole time. I hate that. I don't like it's it. It's really good. It's a really good movie. I'm sorry, Rosa. It's such a good film. I I guess I have to watch Sing Two now. I guess he, I know what I'm doing tonight. It's cinema. It's, it's cinema. It's a film. It's called Sing Two. I feel like film. Go, here's the thing. I have no problem with making Sing Two. If us two idiots okay. can come up with Sing Two, however, <laughs> however, however, I do think Sing Two's already been made. Right. So what? Yeah. We almost need to like twist it up quick new directional change right mm-hmm. but we don't do like make sing too yeah i feel like okay i do like the idea that it's not 
it can't be the money that he's coming up with. I feel like, okay, what about this? Do we do we want like some sort of Fagin esque character, you know, with all these boys and girls from the boys and girls clubs, and it's just a scam the whole time? He's like got debts that he has to pay. Here's my thing. I think we take it three steps back. Okay. Hot dog eating. <laughs> so we're back to hot dog eating. I like the talent. Talent Ed, his thing, he, you know, F the talent show, too close to okay. sing to. We're not saying this is a, this is a man who has a, such a specific, who has a, I want, you know, and I'm actually even going to go back farther. I'm going to make you a pitch and you can throw this away if you want. Okay. But I say we go all the way back. You know how I said this shouldn't be about Hollywood. This shouldn't be about the industry. We've seen that. Sure. You know what we've never seen? A movie about a man who's so good at eating hot dogs, he becomes America's number one star. <laughs> I do love this idea. Yeah. And I think we have to start it from the beginning of him being a kid and everyone saying, You're not good at anything. You're, you know, he's overweight as a kid. All you do is eat. You're nothing. You're no good for anything. And then he enters a hot dog eating concept as a kid. We do a montage of like him winning a bunch. Yeah. And then, similar to what you said, he's got a viral video. Yeah. He, he goes viral and people are like, we need to get this guy on every TV in America. <laughs> He's so good at his very specific talent. He's a talent Ed. I do still think his name is Ed. I think so um, too. For the purposes of this movie. But I, what, okay. So he has a meteoric rise to fame, a la Star is Born, which I know I said we didn't, shouldn't do. I then think, what's what's the fall? What What does he have to overcome? Hmm, I think... They make hot dogs illegal. <laughs> I was going to go with kind of a similar route. They stop making kosher hot dogs and he's Jewish. Oh, and this means we have really good Jewish representation, which I'm always saying we don't have enough of, though we control the media. I'm Jewish. Right. I should say I'm Jewish. <laughs> you should probably preface it. I should preference to say I'm Jewish. Um, people, I don't have a typically sounding Jewish last name. I need to tell remind people. Um, I used to teach Hebrew. Okay. Um, all right. Solid. Glad we're solid. on this. All right. I walked out of this one. Good. Um, so what do you think about that? I yeah. Okay. So they, they stopped making kosher hot dogs because the plant closes down um, the one plant the one kosher hot dog plant <laughs> closes down they outlaw kosher hot dogs well i can imagine that like i can imagine a world in which the meat supply is so desperate that we can't make kosher hot dogs anywhere it's just normal hot dogs that are made out of all the yucky animals yeah yeah oh all of them are mixed with pork because all the cows like we can't get enough cows so we're using pigs which would make them unkosher okay Mm -hmm. so there's no more there's a kosher hot dog shortage the night before we don't even need to get rid of all of that there's a shortage the night before the big eat the big eat um that's that's the subtitle talent ed colon the big eat um yeah so he he has to um he we we join him um on the hardest day of his career choosing whether to to love his god or love his career eating dogs 
and he's he's losing it all the sponsorships the reoccurring um you know cameo on Grey's Anatomy um the <laughs> what they've given this the um the she he was going to be the new host on the view he has to give it all up if he won't show if he can't keep his title as the best eater in America <laughs> I have a quick question yeah. who is he replacing on the view um whoopee I was gonna say, is it Whoopi Goldberg? He's, he's she said replaced- some dumb stuff again, and they're like, "You gotta take a break." Yeah, um, I was gonna say uh, Kelly Osbourne, but she hasn't been on it in fifteen years. Uh- <laughs> That's fair. Is it is it Megan McCain on that, or did she get ejected? She's still on it? I thought she was ejected. Okay. Who else is that? Joyce? No, jo- no Joyce we can't. Gonna, Joyce is gonna die on that show. She can't. Absolutely. Gonna kick Joyce off. Um. Yeah. Okay. So the night before, and what does he? What do we think he does? This is like the big thing of what does mm-hmm. he? Does he decide to turn his back on God or turn his back on fame? I feel like this has to happen, which is that he he has to pray about it because God's involved. Yeah. And he's like, Get, send me a sign, and then miraculously, okay. There's only one. They find they track down one package of. Hebrew nationals. This is a Hanukkah movie. Yes, it is. is and that one keeps going and going. Going. Oh yeah. So and it's an infinite amount of hot dogs. Yeah. And he he lights the candles right before he finds the. I like that this is a Hanukkah movie. I've always said we don't have enough Hanukkah movies. Um, this is something I've said for years. Um, and I'm glad I'm glad we're getting more. We've had. Christmas movies have had it too good for too long. Agreed. When, you know, uh, there's only like three and we need more of them. So thank you. A talented, uh, a miracle in December. <laughs> Eight crazy eats. Um, can I can I make a pitch of, I okay. think Adam Sandler should play his dad. Oh, Adam Sandler's his dad. Okay. Yeah, his dad. Yeah. And the, the kid's younger. We can't, we can Is this find a comedy? Somewhere. I I always felt as though it was kind of a comedy because it is about like something a little silly. It, I think also. It's a, go ahead. I think um, it is now that we've made it a Hanukkah movie, but before I do <laughs> think it worked as a drama. I don't think we've had a Hanukkah drama that isn't "Call Me by Your Name." That's fair. I'll say this: two things. One, did not know that that was centered around Hanukkah in any way, shape, or form. It's, I have not it's seen the not. Film. The last scene there, um, a small Jewish boy cries next to a menorah, and I call that counts. Okay, I will also, I'll, I'll second that. Um, you heard it? The goy seconds it. Now, yeah. I would say also, it, Adam Sandler doesn't necessarily denote comedy all of the time. No, he has some great dramatic turns. Mm-hmm. Say so it with won- me, rain on me. Can I tell you that movie well. is so good, actually. <laughs> I enjoyed but it very much. Was like uncut gems. I was like, we knew he could act. We knew he could yeah. do a serious one. And they were like, in what? And I was like, of course, rain on me. And the people were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, all right, I guess not everyone is as into the Sandler verses I am. Clearly, rain on me is very good. That monologue he gives at the end, where he's like, you have each other, is so nice, so good, yeah. so touching. The fact that he's playing Shadow of Colossus the whole time, absolutely yeah. correct. I would also say Spanglish. He took a, a dramatic-ish Spanglish turn. Spanglish isn't that good. No, it's, it's not, but I think he does a good one. job acting in it. Okay. Hustle um, is also really good. His latest flick, he is fantastic in it. 
Yeah, he does good. I love I'm an Adam Sandler apologist, so it's fine. Um as am I. Yeah, as <laughs> as a Jewish woman, um, as a as a kosher hot dog myself. Um <laughs> so do you like the idea of like infinite hot dogs and a miracle happening? I do, because here's the thing. It has it does push this into like cheesy holiday comedy. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with this being a cheesy holiday comedy. I do think we maybe need to like weave that in a little bit more. It did seem to come out in <laughs> sure. Yes. I think, yeah, you you know, put put him the the place that he cries after being made fun of as a kid and like learns how you know what actually he has a Jewish mother mm. who always is saying, Oh, you need to eat more, you need to eat more. And he makes that kind of his rallying cry. Um oh. in, she is played by Fran Drescher. Um, Perfect. just so I can make Fran Drescher and Adam Sandler do a kiss. Um, I think the world Correct. is ready for it, and we need people are ready. Anyway, I think so too. I th- I would I would pay fifteen dollars to see that. Yeah. Um, I think he has a love interest too. Um, mm. and maybe um, you know, maybe maybe she's his hot dog eating agent. Kind of a like you know they fall in love during it or possibly she's or she's mm-hmm. the butcher's daughter she's mm. the butcher's daughter and she's the one who finds the hot dogs for him in the back of the freezer um good 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 or maybe she makes them for him maybe it's the, her final act of love <sighs> is using all of the meat from the butcher the, all the kosher meat from the butcher shop just to make him Oh, that's so a good. pack of hot dogs, right? Like he, it's her, like it's all that she could do because she realizes that she needs to be there for her man, um, in this mm-hmm. moment. And she like runs down and she like bursts into the butcher and goes, "Dad, I need your help." And he's like, "What? I'm busy." Yeah. And then she's like, "No, this is important." Uh, that'd be good. That'd be very good. Very good it'd drama. Be good. Be good um, how old are these kids? I think he's like. I think he's. Uh, they're like in. I think we see we first meet them as like like tween like young teens tweens mm-hmm. right like so we get the we get the backstory um I and um then I think that we get um we like I think when we meet them they're probably like in their mid twenties we want this to okay. be like I think I want you know but like. But, like you even maybe 30s right like it takes okay. a couple of years i get i guess to get to the top of the competitive eating game um sure that makes sense um can i make a pitch as to who our lead should be okay who's our lead i would like to see andrew garfield eat a lot of hot dogs yeah oh yeah i could see- <laughs> i would like to see that man eat a eat lot of hot dogs and gain a little hot weight dogs yeah i don't think even Many professional eaters are actually very skinny. I don't even yes. think he needs to gain weight for the role. I I think I just want to see him house an insane amount of hot dogs. I also I have a thing. I don't think all um all Jewish parts need to be played by Jewish actors, but I do get very excited when Jews are playing Jews, and I do like that he is Jewish. Yes. I do like that for him. I everyone we've uh, cast so far is Jewish, and I know Hollywood won't let us make this movie, so um. Because it doesn't have someone who's not Jewish playing Jewish. You need at least one. Um, uh, do you want to make Catherine Hahn in there somewhere? She's great at playing a Jewish person. Yeah, I, w- I was going to go the, the um, I was thinking we could go with the butcher. I was thinking mm-hmm. of Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> yes, 
He just got done with Marvelous Miss Maisel, and he's, you know what? I'm going to do it again. Yeah, yeah, no, not Jewish, but it seems to play one a lot. He could do it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, him and Catherine Hahn are the the butcher and the butcher's wife. Uh, their daughter is played... Um, why can't I think of any young Jew or probably not even that young. Andrew Garfield is like 40 to make this uh, a cute love story. It should be someone in like their thirties, at least Um, 30 year old Jewish actress. Hmm. Me. Um, No, (laughs) a real actress. Let me think. Um, (laughs) A real actress. Um, Gosh, I, you know, so I would love an opportunity to kiss Andrew Garfield after he just housed a bunch of hot dogs. That's that's got to be the thing. He's got hot dogs out of his mouth and they share a kiss, right? Like yeah, like, like kind of a lady in the tramp. Um, yeah, for sure. Are you googling young Jewish actresses I'm just right now? Jewish Rosa? actresses. Um, I am googling it. I just to like remind myself who I'm even working with. Um. Yeah. Um. There's there's more than I I I was remembering though. A lot of these women are older. Um. There's some there there's some like casting we shouldn't do, but I would like to see it. Um. Mm -hmm. Like I would I would like I would like to see Rashida Jones as the butcher's daughter. I think that would be great. I think that would be really good. Um. I think it's. I think um, I think we could see a Mila Kunis mm-hmm. is the butcher's daughter. I think an Allison Brie also. An Allison Brie could be a good butcher's daughter. Um, I don't think. Here's the thing: they're not going to let us make it um, with an older woman for because you know Hollywood doesn't like those stories. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also, I don't think the ages make any sense if Catherine Hahn is playing her mother, but. <laughs> Um, I do think it would be very, very funny to see Maya Rudolph as I'll say the the lead in this one. Um, what about okay? Here's the thing what about she's the butcher, she is the butcher, she's been his butcher for growing up. Then they, you know, like she was a little older than him growing up, and then he fell in love with her. He always had a big crush on her. Like there's a ten <laughs> year age difference. On the right? butcher, I don't know. Like I'm having not... Maya Rudolph. It... Then we can probably get Paul Thomas Anderson to direct the flick. He loves working with Adam Sandler, famously. <laughs> I get, yeah, I guess he could. He could. It's a weirder story, certainly. Um. <laughs> Well, okay, here's the thing. I'm going to put in Maya Rudolph's age. I don't know how old Maya Rudolph's age she is. She is uh, 50. Andrew Garfield I think is... he's like 28 or 29. So... He is in his mid-30s. He was 28 when he did Spider-Man. Oh, okay. He's so... a lot older than you think. He is currently 39, so there's only an 11-year difference there. I said 38 or 39, didn't I? You said 28 or 28. Oh, that's not what I meant. I thought he was oh, like, okay. Yes. Um, so it's only like a little bit of a difference. You know, when you only meet a little someone... bit of a difference, it's certainly a it's certainly a, a wilder movie if we <laughs> I think it's fucking rules though, it's the thing. Wait, how old is Adam Sandler? Is he old enough to even play this man's father? Let's see. Adam Sandler is what do you think his age is? We're playing a game now. Uh, 60. <laughs> 
He is 55 years old, nowhere near the correct age. See, and when I cast Adam Sandler, I thought like, oh, he's a younger person. Like the the main guy is a younger yeah, guy. Yeah, I think we maybe shot ourselves a fo- in the foot a little bit. Could be. For casting a 40-year-old man. Though he usually plays younger. He does. He generally plays younger. I would Which say... I think the big issue with casting Maya Rudolph, who I would be excited to cast in the role as the butcher, because she never plays younger. That's true. So now, say, yeah, because even if they bunch- don't have that big of an age difference, it's going to seem like they do, right? Sure. I think, okay, what about this? We get someone new for the dad, an ancient, ancient Jewish man. Yeah, okay. We get Mel Brooks okay. to return for one last ride. <laughs> We're going to make him come back for the hot dog eating competition. <laughs> If it's funny enough, he'll do it. Okay, sure. Maybe he's also directing. Sure. All right. <laughs> so now, so the pitch now is we get Paul. Now here's the thing: we get Paul Thomas Anderson to direct and write the film, starring his wife Maya Rudolph and Andrew Garfield, with Mel Brooks as Andrew Garfield's father. <laughs> Does that yeah. sound doable to you? Do you think we can afford this film? We can't afford this film, especially given that it's a goofy Hanukkah movie. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the whole pitch to Mel is like, hey, finally another Hanukkah movie. What do you think, pal? Yeah, it's been too long since Disney Channel original Full Court Miracle. We need another one. (laughs) We need to do it one more time. (laughs) Okay. Regardless, how does the film end? The film ends with him winning the hot dog eating contest and he has to give a speech and he um, for there was a moment where he yelled at Maya Rudolph being like, this isn't enough hot dogs for me. I need to eat (laughs) 30 times this amount of eight times this amount of hot dogs that you've brought me. And then he gives a speech about, hey, I forgot that this is the eighth night of Hanukkah that this eating contest is happening on. I forgot. (laughs) I forgot because I haven't been living the right way and I'm retiring from both hot dog eating and being a, a, a social media and TV superstar to spend more time with the people who really matter. And then he runs down the street to his butcher and he's like, it's always been you. I, I don't know how, how I, how I can live without your meats, and then they can't. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, Rosa, I I yeah. like that. I think it's great. I I can't live without your meats is very good, and that's going to be the tag on the the slug yeah. at the bottom of the poster. Or can he live without her meats? Mm-hmm. Um, answered for us. I had a question for you. Do you wanna do you wanna call up Andrew and see if he's interested? In the film, like I get nervous talking to very famous people, but I can hand you the. I have his number. I can hand you the. Oh, over the okay. Phone, yeah, say. sure. Okay, so. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Is this Andrew Garfield? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, oh. Hey. So, are you like super busy? Um. In the in some upcoming months. Uh. What? No. No. I'm fine. I'm. Yeah. I'm taking a break. You know. It's. You know, a lot of traveling, but oh, why? What do you ask? Um, so 
so I have a movie for you and I know I should have called your agent, but I had your direct number and I I just want to give you the pitch. Um, Okay. So what does the world need more of right now? (sighs) Um, Monica movies. You're right. And we have a really great one. It's a great Hanukkah movie, and you star as a competitive hot dog eater. Um, uh, okay. And yeah. and the hot dog eating is somehow related to the Hanukkah? Well, yeah, because your biggest match of your hmm. life, like your biggest eating match of your life, falls okay. on the eighth night of Hanukkah, right? And just at the same time, there is, oh, you're playing a, a Jewish Jewish hot dog eater. Um, uh, and- okay, okay. Um, and on this for right before the meet, um, the, for this hot dog eating contest, um, they've had a, a national run on kosher hot dogs. Oh, okay. And so I wouldn't be able to eat the hot dogs because of the fact that I'm Jewish. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely interested, uh, based and off so of the just that- like the Maccabees where uh-huh. the hot dogs, uh, or the oil um last oh sure yeah long you find some miracle hot dogs with help from your on again off again lover the butcher played by Maya Rudolph oh what that's great I love my what that's so good um yeah. I, I like it a lot and I I'll say this it would be it'd be very nice to finally stop playing Mormons um and that would be good uh I, I like it a, a lot um j- do you know you know me you know me yeah i love doing an american accent do i get to do an american accent in this one as well yes but we're hoping you Mm -hmm. can learn question mark um like kind of a brooklyn coney island uh accent you know kind of um it can be a little more like a woody allen but we you know like it's kind of um it's kind of like hey I um you know I grew up I grew up in New York and now I gotta talk like this and I and I'm a you know I'm a I'm a world renowned uh, hot dog eater you know kind of one of those. Sure, sure, yeah. I I did a kind of you know I did a bit of a Queen's accent for Spider Man. So let me see if I can just you know, give you a little taste right now. Hey, I'm from New York here. Has I'm, I like to eat a hot dog? I I love eating hot dogs and putting them in my face. Ah. Yeah. How'd you think about that? Yeah, I think um I think that's really good. And I actually hear that you're in the same room as the person who's playing your mother in the film right now, oh. a Miss Fran Drescher. I was wondering if you could put her on the phone. <laughs> yes, but uh, I can. Um, but I will say she she does have a cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, I, I just wanted to see if she could uh just also just like sign off really quickly because uh, we both we need her and you to secure Adam Sandler. OK, OK, that for some reason does make sense to me. Uh, so here you go. Here's his friend, Drescher. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fran, you sound terrible. Yeah, I have a terrible cold. <laughs> All right. Well, it's I won't really, keep you really long. Terrible. <laughs> In fact, just, it's so bad. People have said I don't even sound normal. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, I bet for you, a cold having a cold makes you sound more normal. You know, because oh, yeah. of the voice. Oh, good. Well, she also signed on and off, off quietly. Off my- <laughs> yeah. Great. Um. So yeah. Um. I mean, just email me. I guess the deal memo, and we'll we'll go from there. But yeah. No. This this sounds uh, uh really really good. Sounds really fun. Ah.
I got to go um, be in Bali. I'll be right back. Or oh. no, I'm going to hang up now. Click. Click. Wow. Yeah, who knew that him and Fran were uh, vacationing in Bali together? For- that sounds so fun. It's such a shame that she sounds so terrible. I hope she's okay. Yeah, I hope that it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a quick one and she can go back to enjoying Bali with her young friend. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Andrew Garfield. Um, yeah, I'm glad we got both of them on board. Thank you so much for taking over. Again, I do get nervous talking to celebrities, mm, so I, I appreciate yeah. you you taking the the reins on that one. Um, but I think we got a real winner here. Do you want to do a couple uh, quick ones? A couple little yeah, quick okay. ones? Yeah, okay, yeah. Do some quick. Okay, so the next random word. Uh, generally, I go first because okay, go. it's easier for some people when I do that. I don't know why. Anyway, so contrast. <clears throat> contrast is about a... A photo journalist who okay. is the last person in their department to switch over to digital photography. And he's played by this older woman who's having a hard time. And so it's about this young person coming in and helping her kind of go over to the other side. And it's a drama. Oh, okay. I'd watch that. Contrast to you. Oh, contrast to me. I said I, I thought it was different words. Um, contrast is the story of um, an ex-con who Perfect. now he's he's escaped from prison. It's an action movie, and um, he it's actually it's a um, it's a sequel to Con Air. Uh, it's a sequel to Con Air. It's called Contrast. It's the sequel we've all been waiting for. John Malkovich has escaped prison. And there's only one man who has once flown a plane into the um, into the Las Vegas Strip who can stop him. This one happens in uh, Brussels, however, and um, has also has to do with an art heist um, because it's contrast. Um, and you got to make sure that train doesn't leave the city of Brussels with with ex with convict and ex convict John Malkovich. Great. Yeah. I'm sure that movie that pitch is even better if I'd seen Con Air. <laughs> you need to see Con Air. The, the next one okay so um a manager of mine at a restaurant kept bothering me to see it. He even bought me the DVD. I have it somewhere, but I have yet to see Con Air as kind of a bit, but then you bringing it up I was like I should probably just watch the film. He did buy me the DVD. <laughs> Yeah, he did. <laughs> Which is an insane thing to do for a bit. But um, funnily enough, the next word is adoption. So here's the thing. There's a talent show. And <laughs> I'm going to kick the next one. Um, Mountain is the next one. And I think Mountain is about someone going to physical therapy after falling off a horse who's a guide up in the mountains after falling off a horse and he has a, his livelihood is at stake. Okay. Um, Mountain is um, the story of um, a small, like a, like a small fire station in the Sierra Nevadas um, trying to quell a wildfire on near uh, Donner Summit. Perfect. Um, I love that. I love anything with a fire watchtower. I'm obsessed with them. I cannot tell you why. Um, safety. 
Now, here's the thing. Safety to me is safety is guaranteed is the name of this one. It's a sequel to Safety Not Guaranteed, a film I have never seen. But I'm about to pitch a sequel to Matt Damon's there. He's a dad. I also haven't seen it. (laughs) Okay, just go. No, go for it. Matt Damon's there. He's a dad. He bought a zoo. Oh, my God. The, The contractor's. Ugh, they have to renovate the zoo to make sure it's safe. It's a sequel to both Safety Not Guaranteed and also We Bought a Zoo. Yeah, they it's kind of a crossover episode, but a, a sequel. Um, safety is about, all right, this is going to be something I know nothing about, uh, football. And oh, yeah. um, this is about um, the guy who's called the safety on a on a team that sucks, and but he's super good and now everyone's excited about this team that's it's kind of a bad news bears but it's uh in the nfl and um those are the correct letters yes <laughs> no those are the correct letters i was wondering if there was like a like i almost want this to be like the minor league of football but i don't sure. i don't think football has a like that baseball has a minor league i don't think football has a minor league um but like this man is college football uh, yeah, yeah he's a highly you know what, it's in a college he's like the He's kind of a Manti Teo type. He's like the biggest guy on campus, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it's, uh, it's about just like him, um, him figuring out what the next steps of his career as, as a safety. That's great. I'm going to suggest one more and then we okay. wrap up. Boop. Discipline is the next one. Ooh, boy. So this is the untold story of Judas Iscariot. Oh, <laughs> disciple line <laughs> disciple line. line um yeah there's some uh there's some quotation marks or like some um like per- like parenthetical somewhere in this one precisely um <laughs> it's just the untold story of judas iscariot about how he the reason he was so terrible and betrayed jesus and it's starring in a very strange turn sir ben kingsley despite him being so old <laughs> okay <laughs> Like, um, but everyone else is still 33 but, ben oh, but there's one old and it's man. about ageism okay i like to think that like jesus is like a hot guy like oh, a sure. hot young guy too um andrew garfield he's back i'll get him on the phone <laughs> jesus no um i do like when jewish actors play jewish parts um mm-hmm. okay <laughs> this it's discipline um mm. this is unfortunately a movie that's not good but will someday be made it's the rock's dramatic turn oh no. um it's when they are like hey do you think he could do a drama um and it's about um it's about a man who owns a small like workout gym in um like a bad part of town and um how he cares so much about personal training but um, he has to deal with like the realities of uh, and difficulties of uh, his gym being gentrified out. Will he pull off the role? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if The Rock can do a, a like a serious slow burn drama, but it is called Discipline. The closest he's ever come is a little film. I watched it a call. Pain and Gain. Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise also. Uh, <laughs> starring him and Mark Wahlberg. This is a drama from 2013. Do you want to hazard a guess as to the director of this drama starring Mark Wahlberg and Dwayne Johnson? 
Mark Wahlberg? Who else would put this? <laughs> Michael Bay. How, uh, this is an action movie, right? Like, this isn't a drama drama, is it? Have you seen this movie? Drama. It might well be. I've only seen the end, and he cries at it. Um, but yes, I think yours is far more dramatic and will stretch him, and he will fail. And that will be the end of The Rock. Thank I think he'll just go right back to me, Megan's, like, fun, fun, fun-filled action romps. I think he... I, <laughs> Something called Unleashed or some nonsense. Yeah, he's uh, they decided to reboot Triple X, but this time it's with him. And then also him and Lin-Manuel Miranda are doing a buddy cop musical. And I'm oh, I'll be like, God, that's so close to actually happening. Don't say that. <laughs> you know, oh, you'll be like, they've worked hey, together <laughs> before. They love each. Hey, I'm sure they have a great time together. And I, I don't want to know what a musical written by Lin-Manuel Miranda about two buddy cops. About two police officers. <laughs> yeah, two police officers on a silly, goofy day where they they do some songs. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> well, Rosa, this has been a hoot and a half. What do you want um, people to know about you that listen to this program? Um, they can find me on social media pretty much anywhere. Uh, it's at Human Comedian on all platforms. Um, and if you want to check out my podcast, which is uh also usually pretty goofy it's called psychic friends but it has a z where the s in friends should be but an s in where the s in psychic should be it's psychic friends the end is a z uh you can find us on social media and whenever wherever you listen to podcasts great well thank you again this has been wonderful and i appreciate your time thank you